Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to Season 3 of Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story, so if you haven't listened to Seasons 1 and 2 yet, I'd recommend starting there. Chapter 31. Not Your Barista. Brooklyn? Brooklyn? No, I whined, not wanting to be pulled out of the soft pink cloud of a dream I was in. Brooklyn. I grudgingly opened my eyes. It was so bright that it took me a few moments to register that it was Bree peering down at me. What? I'm so sorry to barge in, but do you have any tampons? I just got my period. Lana didn't bring any, and Gemma and Braylon have locked their door. Oh, um, yeah. In the side compartment of my suitcase, I said, rubbing my eyes and disentangling myself from Steve's embrace. What time is it? Eight, Bree said sheepishly. I'm so sorry to wake you up so early, but it's kind of an emergency. All good, I said, as Steve let out a groan and rolled over to the other side of the large king bed that we were sharing. In spite of Bentley's enthusiasm to party, everyone else had been too sleepy when we'd finally arrived at the villa last night to do more than draw straws for rooms. James and Bree obviously took the master, but Steve and I had scored the second best room in the place. Not only was there a king bed, it also had its own ensuite bathroom and a large day bed underneath a spectacular window that had a view of the beach below. Lana and Bentley had gotten the next best room, and the only other one with a king bed. This had been the source of some contention between Braylon and Lana, because Braylon insisted that he and Gemma deserved the king bed instead. I mean, I'm obviously enormous, Braylon reasoned. So is Bentley, Lana pointed out. You're sharing with Bentley? I thought you were on a decatus, Braylon said. I am, but Bentley doesn't count, Lana shrugged. We're super platonic. Bentley grimaced, but no one noticed other than me. But Gemma's way bigger than you, Lana, Braylon said. Watch yourself there, Braylon, Gemma said dangerously. Bentley and I need extra space for the pillow barrier I'm putting up between us, Lana said with finality. But, Braylon began, Drop it, Braylon, Gemma said. We drew straws. Everyone had a fair shot. Besides, we cuddle most nights anyways. But, Steve, can we switch with you and Brooke? No, everyone shouted at Braylon. Since I was now awake, I pulled my laptop out of my bag and posted the chapter I'd been working on during the plane to Inkblot. Then I figured I may as well go have some breakfast. Apollo was already fully showered and cooking an enormous omelet. Morning, Brooklyn, Amanda yawned, coming out of the smallest bedroom that she was sharing with Apollo. Morning, I said, feeling fake as fuck and looking around the grand open concept kitchen. 
Bree came out of the bathroom and turned on the fancy silver espresso machine on the sparkling green granite counter. That thing looks legit, Amanda said. Do you know how to use it? No, Bree frowned at all the buttons and dials. But I could really use an almond milk latte. Let me take a look, I said. Oh yeah, I forgot you used to be a barista, Brooklyn, Bree said. Barely, I said, googling the name of the machine and looking up the instruction manual. I think I can figure it out, Bree, but I doubt that we have almond milk or anything at all in the fridge. Maybe we should check out that grocery store we passed by last night? Yeah, Bree sighed, opening the fridge to assess the situation. Wow. The enormous stainless steel fridge was fully stocked with fruits, veggies, meat, eggs, cheese, and every kind of milk that our picky little group of Vancouver hipsters could ask for. Did the hosts of this place do that? I asked. You should definitely put that in your review. That's really nice. Oh, um, I actually just popped by the grocery store this morning, Apollo mumbled, flipping over the omelet. You did? Bree asked, astounded. When? Well, I went for a walk after my workout this morning and figured we'd need food. Jesus, how early do you wake up? Bree goggled at him. 4.30 usually, Apollo said, going a little red. But today I slept until 6. How luxurious for you, I said. Apollo laughed and began dividing the omelet. This is enough for us, but I don't know if I should make another one for everyone else or... Do you think they'll be up soon? I guess we could go ask. No, Bree and I said quickly. No one wakes up Lana or Gemma. Or Brooklyn, usually, for that matter, Bree said. Let's just eat for now. They can make their own food when they get up. Thanks, babe, Amanda said, giving Apollo a kiss on the cheek as he handed her a slice of the omelet. He cooks, too. How did I get so lucky? I really couldn't say, Bree said, glaring at Apollo as Amanda dug into her food. I placed Bree's latte in front of her to break the uncomfortable moment. Oh, thanks, Brooklyn. And there's a little heart on it, too. Amazing. No problem, I said. Anyone else want one? I would love a cappuccino, Amanda smiled. Sure. And Apollo, anything for you? Oh, I, I can make my own. Are you sure? I'm offering. It's really fine. Oh, for goodness sake, just let her make you a goddamn latte, man, Gemma said, emerging from her room. Her curls were much more tangled than usual, and she was wearing Braylon's t-shirt. Uh, just an Americano, please, Brooklyn, Apollo said politely. I'll grab an oat milk latte after that, please, Gemma winked at me. Is someone making coffees? Braylon called from the partially opened door of his and Gemma's bedroom. Brooklyn, I'll order a skinny extra hot vanilla latte. Good God, Braylon, she's not your barista. You're right. Sorry, Brooklyn. Gemma, could you make it for me? Absolutely not. After breakfast, those of us who were awake headed out to the beach. In the daylight, the villa was even more spectacular and enormous than it had appeared last night. It was built on top of a rocky hill, and the windows that didn't face the aquamarine ocean overlooked vivid green forests instead. The living room spilled out onto an ostentatious stone patio, complete with an infinity pool and hot tub. 
Brie led us down a secret set of vine-covered stone steps to the beach below. Gemma Brie and I spent the morning swimming in the surprisingly chilly water and lounging in the morning sun. I pulled out my phone to snap a few photos and discovered that I had another new comment on Inkblot. I opened the app eagerly, pleasantly surprised to see how fast the Wi-Fi was, even all the way down here, and saw another comment from MermaidFan25. A new chapter! Yay! Keep it up. I need to know what happens next. I smiled down at it. Sure, MermaidFan25 was my only fan, but even having one person invested in my story was incredibly validating. I looked up instinctively. Apollo seemed to have taken a break from reading to stare at me, a hint of a smile on his face as well. I frowned at him, and he quickly looked away. I closed my eyes and lay back on my towel, allowing the hot sun to evaporate the droplets of water clinging to my body, and began mentally plotting the next chapter. Leave me alone, Jem, Braylon grumbled. But we haven't seen the sun in months. Our skin will burn to a crisp if we're not careful. I just applied like half an hour ago. I think I'm all right too, Apollo said, gently pushing the sunscreen bottle she was brandishing in his face away, stretching, and continuing to gaze down intently at his e-reader. Oh, all right, I suppose all that happens to you is you get more golden. But Brooklyn, get over here. You're Irish like me. What are you reading? I asked Apollo. To my surprise, he blushed and turned off the screen before I could see it. Nothing. What do you mean, nothing? Lana asked suspiciously, making a spectacular entrance in sunglasses and a large hat that left Bentley, who had just descended the steps behind her, in shadow. You were clearly reading something. It's just, it's not interesting. What is it? Gemma pressed. Everyone was looking at Apollo curiously now. It's just, uh, coding. What a brain you have there, Apollo, Gemma said. Oh, Lana said, not bothering to hide her disappointment. That is boring. Yeah, it is, Apollo agreed. Why are you reading about coding? I asked him. I just love coding, he said lamely. Everyone else had already lost interest, and I didn't want to ask too much in front of Amanda. But it made me a little sad that no one seemed at all interested in this thing that Apollo so obviously cared about. He'd spent the entire flight on his e-reader. James swept Brie up in his arms and told her he was taking her out for an adventure. That's so sweet! Bentley, why don't you ever do stuff like that for me? Lana demanded. Do you want me to do stuff like that for you? Bentley asked eagerly. Well, of course! Who doesn't like a surprise from a friend? The corners of Bentley's mouth turned down, and he skulked off toward the water. The sun was in the middle of the sky now, and a heat haze hung lazily in the air. Apollo sat up and pulled his shirt off. I couldn't help myself from sneaking a peek at Apollo's muscular torso. But then I locked eyes with Braylon, who was doing exactly the same thing. Braylon, Gemma called from the water, come and have a swim, it's lovely. Uh, no, Gem. I need to work out. Work out? You're on holiday, Lana said, horrified. 
Braylon ignored her, grabbed the two large bottles of water that Bree had brought down for everyone, and began doing arm curls with them in between push-ups, glaring at an oblivious Apollo the entire time. Hey, Brooklyn, wanna go jet skiing? Steve asked me. I jumped. Uh, we have jet skis here? No, but there was a pamphlet about it on the kitchen table. We can rent them at the main beach in town. I... I did not want to go jet skiing. I was still exhausted from the flight, and all I wanted to do today was hang out by the beach and maybe do a little bit more writing. I don't think I'm up for it, but I'm sure Braylon will go with you. Steve's face fell, but he rallied and went over to Braylon to ask him. Apollo, could you put some sunscreen on my back? I can't quite reach it, Amanda said. Uh... Apollo looked up from his e-reader uncomfortably, stole a glance at me that I did not return, and apparently not seeing any way out of the situation, began daintily dabbing sunscreen on Amanda's... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Back. You've got to rub it in, Amanda laughed. Otherwise, I'll be all blotchy. Yeah, Apollo, put some muscle into it. Lana said, hopping up, pushing him out of the way, and rubbing Amanda's back instead. Like this. Right, Apollo said, attempting to escape back to his e-reader. Here you go. You can finish her off, Lana said, squeezing an obscene amount of sunscreen into Apollo's hand. Rub that right in there. Don't be shy. Steve, no, Braylon shouted from a little ways down the beach. I already told you I need to work out. But you can work out any time, and it's getting late. We have to get out there as soon as we can if we want our money's worth. No, Braylon bellowed. I'll go with you, Steve, Apollo said, quickly wiping the rest of the sunscreen onto Amanda's back and packing up his stuff. Sweet, Steve said, his face shining, and the two of them left up the stone steps. Lana gave me a look that I pretended I didn't see. Make sure you're back by seven, Braylon called. I'm making dinner tonight. You are? Gemma asked. I thought we were going out tonight. I'm really craving some surf and turf. I need a healthy meal after that flight, Braylon panted in between push-ups. I'm all bunged up. Good to know, I said. Oh well, Gemma shrugged. I suppose we can always go out to eat tomorrow. We are definitely going out to eat tomorrow, Lana said, several hours later as she grimaced down at the plates of grayish plain chicken and overcooked broccoli that Braylon had prepared for us. Shh, Gemma hissed at her. Be polite. Thanks for making dinner for us all, Braylon, she added, giving him a kiss on the cheek before taking a brave bite of her food. 
She chewed enthusiastically for a moment, then went green. I'm so sorry, I totally forgot to tell you that I don't eat meat. I told Braylon. You don't eat meat, he said. No wonder you're so tired all the time. Have at least one bite, Brooklyn, you'll love it. I protested, but Braylon was not the type to not get his way. In the end, I complied just to get him to stop waxing poetic about how healthy he was. I dubiously took a minuscule bite of chicken. It was slimy, almost certainly undercooked, and so chewy that I had to keep sloshing it around in my mouth for several minutes before it was in a state to go down. I tried to swallow it. I really did. But the moment it began to go down my throat, I felt ill. Tucking the disgusting elixir into the corner of my mouth, I stood up on the pretense of grabbing a glass of water and spat it out the open kitchen window into the garden when Braylon wasn't looking. Lana was watching, though. I'm not eating this, she said, pushing her plate away from her. Wow, that's rude, Braylon said. What's rude is the fact that you insisted on stopping us from going out to eat delicious Costa Rican food and instead are trying to force us all to eat this ghoulish chicken. What's wrong with chicken? Steve asked. Nothing, Steve, except for the fact that some of the people on this trip don't eat meat. Also, even if I did eat meat, which I don't because I'm vegan, this chicken has clearly gone bad. It's not bad. It's just a little plain and healthy, Braylon retorted. The smell is revolting, Lana insisted. And this broccoli is so overdone that it's basically soup. Okay, the chicken is one thing, but don't you dare insult the entity that is broccoli, Braylon said, starting to get heated. Entity? I squeaked. I like it, Gemma said, shoving all of her food into her mouth like a hamster and rushing to the bathroom. Yes, entity. Broccoli is the god of all vegetables. If more people ate it, we'd have way less of a drain on our healthcare system. What do you mean by drain? I asked. Look, we have a public healthcare system in Canada and a bunch of lazy, unhealthy people making bad choices leeching on it. Some people are sick, Lana said, and it's not their fault. Yeah, but as a taxpayer... Braylon shook his head in a superior manner. You don't really pay that much tax, man, Steve muttered. What? I asked. Nothing, Steve said quickly. Where in the city do you guys live? James asked in an attempt to cover up the awkwardness of the situation. Olympic Village, Braylon said haughtily. Oh, lovely. How much is your rent, if you don't mind me asking? Bree and I would love to get our own flat, but she's still in school. I've got student loans and it's just so expensive. You won't find a livable two-bedroom in our area for under 3000 a month, Braylon boasted. Seriously? Bree asked as Gemma rejoined us at the table. That's so depressing. We don't pay 3000 Steve said quietly. What do you pay, Steve? Lana asked him. Well, my parents actually own our place, Steve said uncomfortably. Oh, so you just covered the mortgage? Apollo asked. They don't have a mortgage on it. But yeah, we pay condo fees and stuff. They don't have a mortgage on that place? Lana was in full interrogation mode. What do your parents do? They, um, they're in real estate. Steve blushed. Anyway, the point is that broccoli is a gift and should be treated as such, Braylon said, in a clear attempt to steer the conversation back in his preferred direction. 
The money topic had made everyone too uncomfortable to say much after that, which gave Braylon ample opportunity to continue to drone on about broccoli. I wasn't listening, though. Apart from the fact that what he was saying was boring and obnoxious as hell, I was preoccupied with trying to make my food disappear from my plate without actually eating any of it. Apollo discreetly cleared his plate into a paper towel and threw it into the trash while Braylon moved on to incorrectly explaining the philosophy of Stoicism. I've also recently read the most liberating book, Sex at Dawn, Braylon began, but Lana, who had finally figured out how to connect her phone to the house's speakers, cranked the volume at this point. When Braylon turned irritably to Lana and asked her to turn the music down, Apollo muttered to me, Give me your food. I didn't hesitate to do so, and he disposed of mine in the same manner as his own. The only people who actually ate anything were Braylon, Steve, and Amanda, her complexion growing grayer and grayer the more she chewed on the slimy mess. All right, let's drink, Lana announced. She opened a bottle of tequila, filled a glass halfway, and downed it in one gulp. That ought to make up for some of the calories I didn't eat for dinner earlier. Good call. Bentley said loudly, covering up a loud rumble from his stomach and taking a swig from the bottle. Slow down, you two, James said, snatching the bottle from Bentley. I don't want to pick either of you up off the floor tonight. I'll make margaritas. Bree and I picked up a few bottles of tequila earlier. And this mother load of limes, Bree grinned, pulling an enormous bag of limes out of the pantry. Oh, look, the sun is starting to set, Amanda said, as James continued shaking cocktails for everyone. Isn't it gorgeous? We gazed out appreciatively at the tangerine sky. Thanks so much for inviting us on this trip, Bree, Amanda said earnestly. My first few months in Vancouver were a little rough. It's so nice to finally meet some genuine people. Of course, Bree said kindly, but she continued staring out at the sunset instead of looking at Amanda. Lana stormed off toward her and Bentley's bedroom. Should we go out to the beach? I asked, in an attempt to dissipate the tension. Yes, Gemma said. The beach sounds lovely, but let's set up in here while we wait for James to finish making the drinks, Lana said, coming back out of her and Bentley's room with a large pad of paper and several pens. Set what up? Apollo asked. I'm so glad that you asked, Apollo. Lana said, with a mischievous grin. We're playing potster. What? What's potster, Lana? Gemma asked nervously. Well, we all get to ask three questions, Lana said, rummaging in the kitchen cabinets. We heard several clanks before she finally stood up, looking satisfied, with a large metal pot. And we put them in this pot. And then we stir them with... She opened a drawer and grabbed a wooden spoon. This spoon. And then we take turns drawing out questions and answering them. Lana, Bree said warningly. So it's basically just a pot full of questions trying to get at the truth? Bentley asked. Yep, Lana said. Did you make this game up like just now? I asked. Yep, Lana said again, smiling sweetly at me. Sounds interesting, Bentley said, tearing a piece of paper off the pad and scrawling down some questions. Excellent, Lana beamed. It'll be a great way for us all to get to know each other. I mean, we only met Apollo a few weeks ago. She grinned widely at Apollo, who, in spite of his glowing tan, had gone pale. 
Why don't we all just sit out and watch the sunset instead? I asked weakly. Oh, we can still watch the sunset. We're just going to play this game while we do that. Unless there's any reason you guys don't want to play? She asked innocently. There was an uncomfortable silence. I think it sounds like fun, Amanda said good-naturedly. I had a feeling that you'd like this one, Amanda, Lana said, handing the pot to Bentley to take out onto the patio. Jesus, Lana, is this cast iron? Bentley asked, nearly dropping it in surprise. Lana ignored him, picked up the pad of paper, and strode outside with her nose in the air. James gingerly handed me a drink, and we followed Lana out onto the golden patio. Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode. If you want to find out what happens next right now, subscribe for early access to all 10 episodes of Season 3 on Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, the next episode will be out next Monday at 3 a.m. Vancouver time. If you're enjoying the show, please give it five stars on Apple or Spotify, write a review, share it on social media, and tell your friends. Confessions of a New Grad is written, performed, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Rebecca Montgomery does cover and episode artwork, as well as editing the scripts. Thank you to the Canada Council for the Arts for funding this season. For accompanying illustrations, exclusive news, and extra content, you can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. You can also find more information and get in touch via our website, confessionsofanewgrad.com. Special thanks to all the musicians who allowed us to use their work in this production. You can find the soundtracks in the episode descriptions. I love interacting with you and hearing your thoughts on the show or anything at all, so please feel free to continue to reach out to me on Instagram or via the show's website. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.